Welcome to episode 38 by Fika with Rice. Do you want to be fit like a beast and develop an indestructible mindset? In this episode, I talk with amazing Christine Holt, a Norwegian endurance trainer, sports nutritionist, a former Invictus athlete, and an eight-time CrossFit Games veteran. She's a super athlete, but not many people know. A freak accident almost stopped her in her tracks. Let's find out how she managed to jump above that challenge. Today, Christine is one of the most recognized athletes and trainers in the world, a CrossFit icon, and a truly inspiring human being. This is her story. Let's go. Hello, Christine. Welcome to Fika with Rice. I love how inspirational CrossFit is and have rewatched all the Netflix doc- documentaries from the games. It's just so amazing. Uh, we normally start each episode with some rapid fire questions. It goes like this. I'll make a statement and then you finish the sentence. Does that make sense? Yes, I'll yeah. try my best. If I could go back to my 20 year old self, I would tell myself that everything is going to be OK in the end. The biggest mistake I made when I was 20-something was... I believe that I was good enough. Why do you think you had that lack of self-belief? It's hard to say, but I always felt that everyone else was so much better than me. I never underestimated anyone. And I think I just focused too much on what everyone else could do instead of focusing on what I can do and... I think when I got older and started to do mental training, I was able to believe in myself a lot more and shifted the focus towards me and myself and my abilities. And that made everything so much better. When did you get into mental training? Because I know when I was young, I know mental training was sort of like taboo, at least in Sweden. At what age did you get into mental training? What does that entail for those listening that they don't know what that is? My mental coach uh, approached me when I was in the beginning of my CrossFit career. So when I was 26, 27 years old, that's when he approached me and wanted to start working with me. That was the beginning, and I didn't really think that I needed it. I thought, like, I knew how to breathe. I knew how to think. I did not do that, but I thought I did. So I was I was a little hesitant, but I'm just so happy that I gave it a shot, and that's probably the best thing that have ever happened to me, and especially my athletic career. Just to get back to the, the rapid-fired ones, Christine, Yep. What do you think is the most common mistake 20-year-olds do today? I think trusting in themselves and dare to believe in themselves and their goals um, and not just go with the flow with everyone else and also trying to be liked by everyone else. The most important thing is to like yourself. I work with a lot of young people. I witness that too. But there's something unique with this young generation right now. Why do you think 20-year-olds specifically today, they deal with like this, this problem like, hey, like if I do this, will other people like me? Or if I wear this, will other people like me? Or if I look like this, would other people like me? Why do you think they have these thoughts rather than like, hey, I feel good this way or I wear this, like it makes me happy? I think social media probably has a big say in this with all the likes and you can see influencers that get paid from how many likes they get and how popular they are on social media i think that's that's a big part of it it might have been the same years ago but it feels like it's just getting a bigger problem now with social media everyone is online all the time mm-hmm. so there's yeah. kind of nowhere to hide 
The best advice I received from my mother was? Work hard to reach your goals. Do you remember at what age she told you that? This is coming basically from my whole family, not just my mother, but my father and my grandma and my granddad. I don't know if they've ever actually told me this. I've just witnessed it. Growing up, I always saw them working really hard, them having goals for themselves. Growing up with a dad, I was a professional skier. My mom was in gymnastics. My grandma was a gymnastic coach. And we worked towards goals. And I just saw that they put everything they had into reaching their goals. And witnessing that has made me realize, okay, I... If I want to achieve something, I need to work really hard to be able to do that. How was it to grow up with two parents who were athlete, at like elite athletes? Like, was it like super disciplined at home, very healthy food? Everything was in a routine. I would love to like hear. Well, actually, my my mom, she she wasn't active uh, when I grew up. She was just coaching and judging in gymnastics. My dad stopped when I was about four and uh, so I don't really remember a lot of that but he was still training a lot uh, so I just remember every time we would go out on hikes or going out on um, to ski it was all about being as fast as possible from A to B because he wanted to get his workout in uh, but we were like small kids so we couldn't move that fast so then he was just we were hanging behind from his poles and then he could like skate <laughs> and we were we were skiing fast behind him by just grabbing um to his, his poles and every everyone was happy because we just get to go fast without actually having to ski fast and he got his training in and uh, and my mom i don't know if she was happy but she got her her little family trip done and then <laughs> it was fine but i just remember like I never liked cross-country skiing because I think I had that experience that it had to be done really fast. And <laughs> it was all about training and not pleasure. It's a lot of pain in cross-country skiing. It's a lot of pain. Basically, the it one is. who can, can take the most <laughs> amount of pain wins, you know? Growing up with your parents so competitive or were very competitive, how did that affect you when it came to schoolwork? physical education class sports that you did when you were young were you taught to like hey christine like you need to be doing your best you need to be winning like it's all about the like you need to be winning it's all about the medals or how were the discussions back home at the kitchen table let's say you came home and you were like eighth place yeah uh i've always been very disciplined myself uh, in both school and in training and everything, I don't think my parents have ever had to force me to do anything because I've just, I've done my homework. Uh, I've always loved to train uh, and I've always loved all kinds of sports. So whenever I could spend a lot of hours at the gym uh, training like uh, gymnastics or track and field, I was just super happy and I loved it. Uh, and it's never been any pressure for me to perform at all. I think that pressure has always come from myself. Uh, and I've, I grew up being very competitive. Uh, my dad is super competitive. He just hates to lose. Um, and I think I got a little bit of that because whenever we've done anything that has something to do with the competition, we all want to win, especially me and my dad. 
Um, and whoever loses, it's it's not good. We don't take that very <laughs> very well. So it's always been a competition, and I've always wanted to win whatever I do. And but it's it's just been good pressure uh, from myself mostly, um, especially when I was a kid. Um, when I got a little older, it was probably a little too serious. I was just super into um, into my training uh, and at competitions, my parents wasn't even able to speak to me for like the, the last hours before the competition. I was so focused and I, I didn't want any interruption from them in my little bubble. So I was just sitting quietly and being very serious. And to be honest, it wasn't even really that fun because I think I took it too serious. I was just super, super scared to lose. Mm -hmm. And I focused more about not losing than the focus that I actually wanted to to do well and to try to win. So I trained uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like not professionally or anything, but... Sometimes when I'm sparring, it's like a new person. I have that feeling too. Like I'm more scared to lose rather than the desire to win. How do you deal with those emotions? In my, my late 20s and 30s, I've, uh, I've worked a lot on that. And I've, I've been able to shift my focus over to my performance and my effort instead of what placement I want to get. So um, being okay with losing um, is necessary to be able to focus on winning. So dare to lose for uh, so you can actually be able to win. Um, that's something I've been working on. And the thing is there that I needed to focus on how I could perform my absolute best because that's the only thing I can control. I cannot control what other athletes are doing. And for me, I'm, I'm not doing a, a contact sport, so I'm not competing directly with someone. We are on the same field, but it, we're on in our lane. So as long as I can do my absolute best and give my 100% effort, I will get the placement that I deserve. And if yeah. that's not the first place and I gave it my all, I should and have to be okay with that. That's a good wisdom. The best advice I received from my first boss was? Probably be on time. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you were you were somebody who arrived late or? Not, not necessarily. My mom was always late. So okay. I spent, I was, I was uh, like frustrated because I, I didn't want to get late to um, practice, to gymnastics, but she was late from work and she had to drive me and I was always like oh I don't want to be that person who always is late yeah. so and I think it was one time I was late at work and I felt so bad and I think my boss just said don't be late yeah no it's a good wisdom that's a really good lesson you know I know yeah, we take it for granted in, in in Norway and Sweden but I know there's a lot of countries where yeah you should you should respect yeah you should respect other other time because if you're late that means someone has to wait for you um and that's uh, not I agree respectful with you. yeah 100 yeah. <laughs> my advice to 18 year olds out there trust that everything is going to be okay in the end because uh that was a rough year for me being 18 
I was in school and I, um, I did the, had a lot of sports in school. Um, and then in the second year I got injured, I had a stress fracture in my shin. So I had a lot of sports at school. I was, goal was to be a world champion in pole vault. And now I was injured and I wasn't able to do any of that. And uh, as an 18 year old that like, I felt like my identity was sports. Um, and now I couldn't do any of that. Um, that was rough, but it all worked out in the end. It just yes. took a really long time. <laughs> how, how did you get into CrossFit? Because I know that your, your mother, you're saying was a professional gym, gymnastic and you did pole vault when they were young, but how did you get into CrossFit per se? It was actually um, kind of random. I, I heard about CrossFit around 2010, um, but then I wasn't, I had to quit track and field because of my injuries. I had stress fracture in both of my shins. So I just realized that was not for me. Okay. And then I got into endurance after a couple of years. I started doing some triathlons, some running, cross-country skiing. After a couple of years of that, I was kind of up for doing something new. And then it was a friend of mine that I spoke to and she just started CrossFit and said that she just loved it and she wanted me to try it. And she thought that I would be really good at it. So I gave it a try. I went to CrossFit Oslo in uh, March 2012, and I was just hooked right away. Yeah, you got the CrossFit bug, so to speak. I did, I did, and I just love that you can actually do gymnastics, strength, weightlifting, and endurance, and you can do it all at the same time. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, but so you were saying that you were doing like endurance sports and so on, like before that. Was that just on a just on um amateur level so to speak you did that just to keep fit yeah did you have uh, a job or i i studied uh studied nutrition at the university so it was just because most of my friends did endurance sports so i to be able to hang out with them i also (laughs) joined that uh and then because when i had my stress fractures i wasn't able to run for about three years Oh, wow. And you, you know how it is when there's something you can't do. Yeah. The only thing you want to do is that thing. Yes, I can imagine. So, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I just couldn't wait to get back into running. Uh, I didn't really love running before this, but now that was the only thing I wanted to do. And now that I, my, my injuries has healed, I was, I was up for running and I just loved it. And I spent a lot of time doing that for a yeah. few years. So it's amazing. It's an amazing combination to study nutrition and then being a CrossFit athlete. No? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good combination to have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> have you ever done an internship, Christine? I have not. No? no? Okay. I want to get back to the winning part because you said something really interesting because you're an amazing athlete. You've been competing in six different CrossFit games which basically is the world championships of the all the fittest women on earth and you play second at best how does that feel when you're like this close from being the number one to be honest it feels 
feels great because I know that I gave my absolute best effort uh, in every single event that year. And there was still someone who was better than me. And so she really deserved to win. And the, the girl that won that year has won six times in a row now. So she's just from a, a different planet. She's amazing. She's such a great athlete. And I'm just happy to be able to have been able to compete with her because she set the, the standard for, for everyone else. And she's shown all of us what is possible. And um, for me, I, I was just super happy to that my full effort was good enough to be on the podium. Uh, you know what? It's, it's such a great attitude, you know, to have. And at least from the outside, I feel and I, I perceive that the CrossFit community is so supportive. Like you actually guys, you guys like cheer each other. I mean, I don't know if everyone is like that, but like just hearing you right now, I'm like, wow, like you don't see that a lot in other sports. No, I think, I think CrossFit is different uh, in a lot of ways and especially that way. And it's probably, it's one of the things is that we don't really compete against each other. We're like, mm -hmm we're in it together. And I think everyone wants everyone to succeed and to do their absolute best. We just want to like, I just want to be better still, but I don't want to be better because someone screwed up or, or missed the lift or wasn't able or got injured or wasn't able to do their absolute best. Yeah, and I, no, I hope and think everyone feels that way. No, it's an amazing, it's an amazing life attitude, you know, to, to have. You know, our audience are young and many deal with body image issues. Um, they might be thinking that they're too large, too slim. And looking at CrossFit athletes, you don't typically have like the, the typical woman body. Like, have you ever felt like having, have you ever felt like, oh, I'm too large, I'm too slim, or I'm this and that? And if so, how did you deal with that? Yeah, I've been through a lot of different feelings when it comes to body image. Um, when I did pole vault, I, I kind of felt that I was too big. Um, mm -hmm. So I spent spend a lot of time not eating enough and I got a lot of injuries. Um, and that was definitely not good for me. Um, so when I started CrossFit, it was just such a relief to see that it was more focused on having a healthy and strong body. And after a few years, I noticed that, okay, I need to eat a lot of food to be able to fuel myself to perform. Um, so it was, it was all about being able to eat enough um, and trying almost trying to force feed myself so that I could get enough calories to get my body stronger, my muscles better, so they could lift more weights and also so I could recover better. Uh, so that's a really good thing about CrossFit that it's all about performance and not about look at all. It's all about how can I fuel my body so it could be as strong and healthy as possible and that I can perform my absolute best in competition. So, yeah, um, you were talking about food. Um, I, uh, we had Annie Torisdottir on the show uh, a few months ago and she was talking about her breakfast, four, four fried eggs plus oatmeal <laughs> plus protein shake. I'm like, oh, 
that's yeah. that's huge that's huge you know i would yeah. need to force myself to eat that because my max is like two fried eggs yeah yeah it's a lot of food um and the other thing is to like i i in the beginning well it's been a few times that i've noticed that a lot of people are staring at me and i'm like what's wrong with me why are you staring at me and then I notice is oh they look at my muscles because it's usually when I when I'm outside and I'm in a singlet or like a shorts and I'm like why are they looking at me I don't know why they just they don't say anything in in America they come up to me and like wow I love your muscles but in Scandinavia people don't do that they just stare and it's kind of creepy because I'm like do they like my muscles do they don't dislike my oh. muscles uh, so it's been like some weird moments there where I'm like, ooh, my, I might just wear a t-shirt because then they won't stare at my my shoulder muscles. And I'm kind of been, I don't want to go outside and like wearing short sleeves because people are looking. But then eventually I'm like, I'm super proud of my muscles. I worked really hard for them and I want to show 100%. them off. Yeah, it, it just shows that I have a strong body that I worked really hard for. And now I'm proud of them. And I, I wear my singlet and shorts proudly. And and I'm... Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it requires a lot of discipline, you know, to, to maintain that that strength and that, that body, so to speak. Yeah, and I think it's a good thing that it's okay for girls and women to be strong now. It's not all about the look anymore it's it's about having a strong and healthy body and i think crossfit has been a huge part of that what would you like to say to young girls young boys that are listening right now that have the body image issue might be that they feel like they're too big or too slim could be anything i think focus on what your body can do and not how it looks like and try to be confident in your own skin uh, and I think that's easier if you focus on what your body actually can do and what you, you can do with the, the body that you have. Have you ever lacked self-confidence? Because you need to, we spoke about that a little bit in the beginning, but you have to be super confident to go to the world championships, the CrossFit games, like, and, and not think that you're going to get injured or etc. Like, you need to feel really confident in yourself, you know? Have you ever felt that you lacked self-confidence? Oh, yeah. All the time. I still do. And it's weird because with experience, I've thought that, okay, I know that I'm good enough. I know that I belong here, but it's still really hard to believe that deep down that I am good enough. Um, and I do belong to be amongst the top in the world. Um, but it, I feel like I have to prove to myself that I am good enough over and over and over again. I don't, and I think that's, it, it might be a good thing too, because I don't underestimate anyone and I don't take anything for granted. Um, I know I have to work hard every single year to be able to qualify again for the CrossFit Games. And that's, I think that's been a big part of how I've been able to go back eight years in a row. Um, it's just that I've, I've never taken it for granted that I would qualify uh, and that I'm good enough. Um, but it's also like going into a competition. I do a lot of uh, positive self-talk 
there are always some negative thoughts uh, and feelings coming in, but I, I worked a lot on just accepting that that's, that's a part of the game. Um, it will be some negative self-talk, but I can choose how much energy I want to spend on that negative self-talk. I can accept that I hear you. Uh, I'll, I'll deal with you later. But now I want to focus on the positive things and telling myself I'm strong. I got this. I can do this. I worked really hard for this. And now it's time to show off all my hard work. Yeah, I think that's uh, having self-doubt. I think it's, it's pretty natural. Like even me as an entrepreneur, like I still feel like whenever I need to give a talk, public speak, or it could be under jujitsu mat some days, you know, like yeah. you have that. I think it's natural. I think it's, it's natural that... too. And I think it's good because it just means that what you do means something to you. You want to Percent. perform well. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And if you don't really care, it's like, oh, it, it doesn't matter then. But you need to have that self-doubt and like feel nervous for it to really matter to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, that can give you the extra energy to perform even better. Christine, I was curious, you're a nutritionist in the, in the CrossFit Games. Are there any CrossFitters that are vegetarian or vegan? I do believe there are some, yes. Are you, or do you eat meat or are you vegetarian or? I eat a lot of meat. <laughs> you eat a lot of uh, meat, okay. I do. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, not vegetarian. Um, okay, but you, I, you believe there it, are some. I do, I do know of, I do know of some that have been vegetarian for periods of time. I don't know if they are now, but I know that it's definitely possible for sure. You just have to make sure you get in all the protein you need. And I think it's, if you just make plans for it, it's probably as easy as eating meat. But for me, it's just, I love the meat. So I need that in my life. (laughs) I understand. Imagine if you, if your 95 year old self traveled back, came to you right now in Norway, what advice do you think she would give to you? Be present enjoy the small things in life don't work too much spend time with friends and family and the ones you love and then remember you only live once so if there's something you want to do then do it so i hear a lot like i mean that all sounds amazing right christine and i hear that a lot like be present enjoy the small things uh i just got a baby daughter who's eight months now so i hear it all the time from from parents like be present like enjoy the small things enjoy every day yeah and but how do you go about enjoying the small things could you give like like an example what what does that mean to you for example i don't feel like i have time to do that uh but that's just a bad excuse so i'm thinking like okay if i can just sit down for at least five minutes and maybe like now I live close by the water, just sit outside and watch, like watch the, the sun or the clear sky or the birds flying and just like being present without sitting on my phone and watching TV uh, or just sitting outside having a conversation um, with some of my family or my, my boyfriend uh, without being distracted, just being in the moment. Um, for me, things like that is what I should probably do more of because it's a stressful um, 
it's every day is really stressful for me. So I think just having a timeout every day, it could be for me, it can also be just go out and run for 30 to 45 minutes, uh, run for as fast as I can, just let, let the thoughts roll. I, I can do like, think about what I feel like and just go with the flow. And for me, that's kind of meditation. And I think finding something that can give you a little time out every day. Um, for me, at least, that's that's being in the moment and being present. You said that every day is really stressful for you. What makes it yeah. stressful, Christine? Is it because you have to be training, double pass, double sessions maybe, and then you have to be cooking? I mean, the cleaning, the everyday life, plus like private life, or what is it that makes it stressful? Yeah, I wish it was that. That was my my life a few months ago. But when I, since I retired in January um, from CrossFit, it's been a lot of work. Um, it's because it's like I went from this um, being an athlete, then you can your job is actually to relax a lot of the time. So I had to force myself to lay on the couch, watching friends and just not doing anything. But now I cannot justify doing that because that that's not a part of my job. Uh, I have a lot of things, a lot of different projects. And it's I feel like the more I do, the better my business is going. You know, so there's no no stopping and for me I'm that person that it's it's all or nothing so I go all in whenever I do something and I having a hard time saying no um so it it tends to be a little bit too much and that's just how it's stressful I have too much stuff going on and haven't really been able to um find the best schedule for me in this new life but I'm working on it. I'm trying to adjust to this new um, new life that I've started post yeah. uh, CrossFit competitions. Very exciting. What is your biggest priority right now when it comes to your business? And what business is it, Christine? Um, so I've started something called Krieger Training with uh, my coach. Um, so it's basically my, it's based on my training program that I did the past couple of years that I competed and we put that out there online for people to follow. So we're trying to help as many athletes as possible to reach their potential. And I feel like there's just so much, uh, there's so much I want to share with everyone. So I have so many ideas on how we can help uh, athletes and how we can uh, improve our program and stuff like that and that's just uh, how I, I want to that's how I worked as an athlete too like I, tr I try to find um, I try to improve on the small details and that's how I am now too like trying to find the small details that can make everything a little bit better um, and figuring out uh, how we can make a good package as possible for the athletes of course like growing a company is such an amazing feeling christine there's always small details that that you can improve on like i have this yeah. philosophy that 
you don't have to grow 100% from one week or one year to another, but if you improve just 1% each day, uh, that's great. That's all you can do, you know. That's At least you're better than yesterday as a company yeah. and as a person. So. But I love that. I, I used that uh, when I was an athlete, 1% better every day. And uh, Okay, amazing. Yeah, and it, that's all in the small details. Um, of course. And that's... I, that's how I'm thinking now too. It's just so many details that I can't keep up. <laughs> it's, it's too much. Yes. I'm trying to, to work my way around it and eventually it will be good. Christine, um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, where can people find more about you online and where can they find more about your company and what do you guys I'm, do exactly? Yeah, I'm um, on Instagram with Holte Christine, and we also have Krieger Training on Instagram. Um, follow that. Um, and also KriegerTraining.com. You can find all the info if you want to join our program. Amazing. Thank you for that. We'll make sure to, to link uh, for everyone listening so you guys can check it out uh, in the show notes, okay? Um, Christine. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I've learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners learned a lot too. You're, you're a real champ. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. A lot of gratitude for listening to Fika with Bryce. I really mean that. If you like the show, I would love if you can leave us a five-star review, whatever you're listening to your podcast. It helps us so much to get the word out there to other listeners. If you have any questions or any feedback, I would love to hear from you. I'm just a DM away on Instagram or TikTok at Freddy Van Hyun. So looking forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you so much.